Welcome back to Riders of the Dawn. This is Stu. This is Jay. And uh, we're going to um, talk about The Hobbit, the movie adaptations of a 95,000 word book by Peter Jackson. Um, um, if you want a good adaptation of The Hobbit, believe it or not, that really like crappy cartoon from the 70s was really good. It was really good. It was like really accurate and it told a really good story. And you you actually it actually had a correct characterization of Bilbo and and the story was was accurate to the book and it was fun and even had little sing songs in it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was, Which the book has lots of poetry and sing songs. Yeah, it so. has poetry and songs in it. So it's in that case, it's a lot, it's a lot closer to the book, and it's a, it's a much bigger sense of adventure with that particular movie versus um, the movies, which are just kind of all over the place. Yeah, so I mean, really all over the place. If you if you listen to our Lord of the Rings uh, trilogy discussion, you get the sense that we liked it. I liked it. Yeah, I liked the Lord of the Rings um, movies as well. I don't I'm think they're tell, perfect. But, I'm going to tell you right now, I, I only watched the first Hobbit movie because it was so bad I couldn't go back for the second two. I just couldn't do it. It was so bad. I watched the second two on video with my wife and couldn't do it. I, in Each fact, one we watched were just like, it got worse. I'm like, I'm like, what were they thinking? I just, I, <laughs> I watched the first one on video because it's... There's like this parallel between Star Wars and Lord of the Rings. Like the original Star Wars trilogy is really good. And then you have this prequel trilogy where you're like, well, there's good elements to it, right? And that's yes. that's kind of what the, the Hobbit is. It's like there's good elements to it. But I, I actually, you know, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna compare Star Wars prequels to the Hobbit trilogy, Star Wars prequels are better. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say I'm, it. I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you because <laughs> frankly, I watched all the Star Wars prequels and uh, I enjoyed parts of it. Uh, I, I wasn't even willing to give the second two Hobbit movies a chance. That's how bad I thought the first one was. Yeah, it was... Uh, so let's talk about why... At least let's focus on the first movie and talk about why it failed. Well, the beginning of it starts out with, like, basically the end of The Lord of the Rings. You know, it's like we're talking about yeah, they've tried to make too strongly like a connection there that was pointless. Uh, and it took like 20 minutes to do. Yeah, the, the beginning exposition was ridiculously long. You know, and, and Tolkien has really long exposition in in his books. But The Hobbit doesn't have like a huge exposition. Yeah, the exposition's one it's, chapter. It's pretty much like, hey, I'm Bilbo. And then, oh my god, there's dwarves at my doorstep. And then yeah, it's supposed adventure. To be, yeah, it's supposed to be funny that Gandalf... Had, Gandalf doesn't like his attitude, and so Gandalf is like, you know, I was friends with your with your mother and with these other people. I'm going to take you on an adventure because I think it'll be good for you. <laughs> and, and now we, we should do another another video how every, basically every movie is, I, I should put this, every movie is just copying The Hobbit, the book, the original book. It's an extremely copied story, and it's an extremely, the, the particular story elements in it. Star Wars is just The Hobbit. First Star Wars movie is literally just the Hobbit. Oh, every oh, you mean every movie? <laughs> every was, movie okay. is just the Hobbit. It's just the Hobbit, right? Okay. But we can talk about that. Except for the movie The Hobbit, which isn't The Hobbit. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's the big problem. Is like I, I got to the end of the first movie. I'm like, what was so bad about Tolkien's Source Tolkien's material. beloved masterwork <laughs> that we have to throw it away and write a different story that's worse? I don't understand. 
And <clears throat> so the first problem is the exposition. We didn't need it. We didn't need all the exposition. There's like, it, it, here's what it should have been. Gandalf shows up. We have a conversation from the book. The dwarves show up. Bambo, Bilbo's frustrated. That's called Bambo or something. Uh, Bilbo's frustrated. They look at the map, and then Bilbo gets curious about it and decides, you know what, I'm going to do it because I don't want And um, that's the exposition. It could have taken 15 minutes. Um, instead, it's it's literally, I, I'm trying to remember it's, how long it's it was. It's 20 minutes, and then, and then like 45 minutes. And then 45 minutes. minutes. Yeah. And it, then he's finally on the road. And yeah. in the meanwhile, like, you haven't laughed once at the situation, which is supposed to be funny. Yeah. There's a whole, and then you have this drastic change of tone from the first trilogy to the second one within the first 45 minutes. Drastic. To where the, the dwarves are doing this, like, they're throwing plates among their heads, and it's like a cartoon all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. And you're kind of like, what? Where did this come from? Like, yeah. I don't... I kind of get the sense from Tolkien's work that it's a little, you know, it's a little more kid-friendly, I guess. It's for it's for younger readers. Originally, he wrote it for his kids. Um, and there's more semi-silly stuff in The Hobbit, but, it, you know, to, to they connect it with the original trilogy and then kind of throw the Tolkien out the window. Then... After that exposition, it's not it's not silly anymore, except in its ridiculousness, right? <laughs> yeah, in its unintended silliness. In its unintended um, unbelievableness. Yeah. Well, and I I think uh, Thorin specifically is just completely misrepresented. Oh, yeah, they they um, wrecked all the characters. All the characters were not only were they not like they were in the book, they undercut all the things the book is trying to deliver about all those characters through their mischaracterization of them. Yeah. Well, and, and I think the dwarves are trying to be only like Gimli's comic relief parts in the Lord of the Rings, and not like his serious parts. Yeah. Because Gimli's serious plenty of plenty of time in Lord of the Rings, but it's like, oh, everyone liked how silly, how you know, how funny Gimli was, so we're gonna make all the dwarves funny. It's like, well, but that was kind of the hobbits in the original incarnation of, of this story. The hobbits yeah. were they were funny, they weren't really serious, and. This journey makes them more serious. Yeah, and, they're still and, jovial. You know? Yeah, and in in the Hobbit, the whole thing about Bilbo. I mean, let's let's finish the, the dwarves and then I'll yeah. talk about Bilbo. Uh, they have Thorin. They they Thorin in the book is this old dwarf. He was there for the destruction of of his homeland Erebor, and he's now old and wants to reclaim what's his. And his father meanwhile has gone insane from the ring of power um which you know that's not really in the book so you don't it's not it's not essential to the story but it's it is a piece of lore that they, i guess they could have added in uh, in this they made him young and heroic looking and not dwarvish at all well they, so, and they did the same thing with aragorn right aragorn's supposed to be an old man also yeah well i mean eh, but he's he's not supposed to be old man but it's he's like older it's like a magic old man yeah you know yeah, he's older. He's older than he looks, but but it's like a, they made Thorin is like two hundred and some odd years old in the Hobbit, and it has a gray beard, and is and is rich and well respected, and has a history of fighting orcs and things like that. Yeah. And um, you know, in this they tried to make him young and heroic looking, so that the audience would have some automatic appeal to him, as if we can't have an appeal to an older heroic person. Like, why can't someone... Uh, like I don't, Gandalf. I, yeah, like Gandalf. <laughs> like, why can't we have someone who's old and heroic? Like, how is that... How are those two things not... I don't understand why they did that. Um, but in the meanwhile, we made him young and heroic looking. Rather than old, 
and flawed and greedy, which the whole point of the Hobbit is that, you know, Thorin, Thorin is consumed by his, his lust for what he's lost. And at the end, he understands that the finer things, the things in life that the Hobbit values, that Bilbo values, are the things he really should have, have considered. That the world would be a better place if we were gardeners and not warriors. Yeah. Um, and that was a bit of Tolkien. And this Tolkien wrote it after World War One. That's a bit of his perspective there. That it's like you know we, when you focus so much on this material stuff, you forget about the living of life. Yeah. And Thorin only realizes that far too late. And they, they sort of try to do that in the in the movie, but they have this idea like that Arkenstone is driving him mad. We don't really, we have him too heroic at the beginning, so he can't really be a tragic character. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they they completely crisscrossed all the themes with Thorin, and, and the other dwarves too. Um, the other dwarves are, I don't know, they're a mixture of things. And the other thing is when we see the dwarves fighting, we don't believe, we don't believe it. The choreography is too, it's too... This. It's two Yoda versus Count Dooku. Yeah, it's two Yoda and Count Dooku. That's a great way of putting it. Where you're just like, what? <laughs> I kind of, you know, I remember watching Yoda and Count Dooku, and I'm like, well, that's kind of cool, uh, but it's kind of dumb looking, yeah. too. A CG Christopher Lee versus a CG, CG Yoda. Uh, Kermit the Frog. Yeah, Kermit the Frog. <laughs> um, anyway, so you just don't believe it the whole way. And, and you see that in the first the first movie, like when they're fighting the goblins. Um or when they're fighting the, the trolls, which when they oh, fight yeah. the trolls in the that happens at the very the, beginning of the, the troll book. the trolls just like wreck them all instantly in the yeah. book that the whole point and you have to think about what that means story wise is that Tolkien had this first challenge there for him and this is why the Tolkien structure is so cocky they had this first challenge where they get owned yeah. and the whole point is that they they suck and Bilbo yeah. is incompetent. Yeah. And the whole point of that little encounter is to show how incompetent they all are. Yeah. So that you have an idea like, uh-oh, they're not really heroes <laughs> like going off to fight a dragon. Yeah. They're pretty incompetent. They can't even take care of a couple of trolls. And Gandalf has to make the sun magically rise, yeah. you know, to have them to have them survive this encounter. So then they look really competent against the trolls, which is the opposite yeah. of what you wanted in that point of the story. You wanted them to get the, the crap owned out of them. Yeah. Uh, and in the original, I think in the original original Lord of the Rings, they, there is a point like that when like the Nazgul come into Bree and they have to run away from them. And when the Nazgul stab Frodo, they're getting the crap owned out of them uh, yeah. from the like beginning to end of Fellowship of the Ring. Yeah, there, there's <laughs> and no beyond. the only heroic point in Fellowship of the Ring is when Aragorn kills the orc. Yeah, that's and, the only like yeah, sort of win. And everybody else, otherwise you're just running away. And yeah. that was the whole point is that like. To have that story tension, to have this belief that you're in, in grave danger, you got to be running away from the crap. Yeah. Um, and so they completely undermine that tone. Uh, now, I do want to talk about Bilbo, though. Uh-huh. Bilbo in Peter Jackson's movies, I hate him. Yeah. I think he, I think he's a, a repulsive character to me. I don't like watching him on screen. And it's not just that he doesn't match my idea of Bilbo, and he doesn't match the characteristics of Bilbo in the book. He literally makes me cringe when I watch him. Uh, it's not the matchup. It's just it's that actor making that role different from what I think it was even written as in the screenplay. Now, are you are you also including 
the same because it was the same actor in Lord of the Rings, right? No, it was, it was um, a different. Actor. They had a, they had a different guy. Now the, the actor in Lord of the Rings, I'm trying to remember his name. I don't remember it. Who played Bilbo? He did a really good job, I thought. And because Bilbo was cheerful yeah. and he was energetic and yeah. he was jovial and he had he had a positive spin on life. Yeah. This Bilbo that we get in Hobbit is depressed and anxious and uh, full of of being upset and sadness and uh, just and what we like to call womp. Yeah, he's he's just a womp character beginning to end. And it's like, well, it's about the hero's journey and he learns to grow. It's like, but you you had that with a character who wasn't depressed the whole time. Yeah, Bilbo Bilbo in the in the Hobbit was like pretty pretty energetic. He he didn't have a lot of self confidence. He's like, he's trying to prove himself to the dwarves and they're like, go burgle something. And he's like, all right, I'm going to steal something from the troll. And the troll's like, what's that in my pocket? <laughs> and he, and then, bam, they get the crap owned out of him yeah. by the tro- trolls. And Bilbo's like, uh-oh, I'm pretty incompetent. <laughs> but he never, he never like, despairs completely yeah. in the in the journey. And once he gets the ring and once he, he saves the dwarves from, like, the, the elves, he really gains that confidence. And, and the hero's journey is in, like, full swing in the book. Um, yeah. And he never has to stop and and be completely depressed all the time. Like there's points where he's like, uh oh, I'm in a bad, I'm, a, I'm in a bad situation now, but there's never a feeling that he's just beginning to end whomping all over yeah. over everything. It's like Bilbo, and and then like at the end of the first Hobbit movie, it's like, oh, I need to go back. It's like you can't go back, dude. You're on the other side of the Misty Mountains. Yeah. The self, the time yeah. for self doubt was long past. Yeah. And and that scene is pointless. It's like, oh, it's to make the audience feel that you know, he still has this doubt. It's like. But it's not believable yeah. in the context of the story at all. He can't go back. So it doesn't matter if, if he has to make, oh, I'll make a tough decision. Am I going to go back? No. You can't, can't make back. that. You can't make that decision. It's not, it doesn't it's matter. not even on the table. And and maybe maybe that's what they thought was going to be cool. It's like, oh, he's trying to make this decision that he absolutely can't make. And, and that's the that's the dark night of the soul, right? Well, Bilbo's journey <laughs> is... is one of what of incompetence until he finds a magic ring that makes him invisible and then suddenly <laughs> he can like he does crazy stuff um, but his growth is his his growth doesn't happen in his attitude you know his attitude is pre- I mean maybe in his confidence but he's always still Bilbo and it seems like in the movie he's not Bilbo and then maybe eventually he becomes Bilbo but I like I said I never get the chance yeah the big growth in the book is when Bilbo Bilbo takes the Arkenstone and uses it against his friends to try to stop war that he's like elevated his perspective so that he's like "I, I have to I have to be able to stop my friends from being rash because I really have grown to see what their flaws are I'm no longer I no longer feel like an incompetent sack of potatoes um, so there's a there's a lot to the book in that, in that growth curve I don't know why they and the thing is like you you have this story structure that's been infinitely copied and you you have access to the original material yeah, it's like, it should have been a slam dunk it should have been a slam dunk and the fact that they that they beefed it so hard is like beyond my understanding yeah. now well, I, I want to I want to mention um, the actor who plays Bilbo in The Hobbit, uh, Martin Freeman, I believe his name is, and he's I think he's a great actor, but this was not a good cast for him. 
Yeah, it was not a good working uh, of the character. Uh, he he does much better in these like somber roles where where his 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 snark actually comes from how somber he is. Um, if you if you've seen the British uh, the BBC Sherlock, uh, he plays Watson and he's fantastic in that role. But as Bilbo, didn't work. Did not work. Um, so this. This is not really a dig at the actor. I really think it's a dig in the casting decisions. Mm. Which, if, if we're comparing it to the original trilogy, it's, a it's still the same thing. It's the casting decisions. Yeah, it's just a, not right. It's a dig on, dude. It's a dig on the direction too. Because yeah. anytime he was shooting that scene, if I were the director, I'd be like, dude, you're not. This isn't right. And if I had shot enough scenes with him that that weren't right, I would have been like, we need to recast him. It's nothing against you, but you're not doing this character right. This character is supposed to be. He's supposed to have an upbeat attitude and then he's constantly getting owned. <laughs> right? That's what, that's what Bilbo is. And now, uh, <gasps> just to continue on the, the direction idea is uh, Guillermo del Toro was actually originally on the, the screenwriting yeah, panel yeah. for this. And I don't remember they, they took when his... or why they took him off. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know the whole story of why, but yeah, they, Guillermo del Toro got booted off the project at some point. He was going to direct um, and it didn't happen. Um, but it's hard to know what he touched on the screenplay that remained. Mm-hmm. I do know that if we look at all three screenplays together, they inserted a bunch of irrelevant crap yeah. because they felt like Hobbit, the Hobbit only has an A story. <laughs> we need a B and a C yeah, story. Yeah, we need a B and a C if story. Yeah, so we listen to so, our screenplay stuff we talk about that all the time <laughs> yeah it's like well the hobbit just has this a story we need to insert a b and a c story so the b story is like this let's let's get sauron out of this tower which they completely beefed on they it was a terrible iteration of that it had no it had no meaningful ramp up or conflict and then they have they have radagast <laughs> in there for, yeah, some for some reason um and then there's a uh the C story is let's make one of the elves in love with one of the dwarves. We'll just, we'll conjure an elf out of the mist like a warlock. And then we'll, <laughs> we'll make, make her be in love with one of the dwarves, a romance, which has never happened in, in the lore. And it doesn't have, I mean, like you could do that, but it just, it felt so inserted and, yeah. and kind of pointless. And, the issue, and then they inserted Legolas in there too. Yeah, like, Legolas. Let's have is Legolas. Just back. Legolas is jumping on the heads of the dwarves on the. This is in the second movie, I think. <laughs> He's jumping on the heads of the dwarves, like killing all the orcs with his like with his crazy bow skills and his infinite his, infinite like, quiver, in, infinite quiver. And and I'm watching it with my wife, and she goes, "What the hell is this?" <laughs> now, this is my wife loves like Marvel movies and stuff, yeah. and this completely broke her like any kind of immersion that she had that this that this could actually be happening. It's like. I get that that Legolas is a badass warrior. I don't believe any. I, I like yeah. you'd have to. I don't. I don't believe anyone would do this. Like if he was a god, he could do it. But a god wouldn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Um, well, so that's. I mean, we're pretty much out of time. But I. <laughs> that's I our just, main take my, on it. my last. The, the pacing was off too. Everything about it was bad. Yeah. I mean, we could go on for like hours about how. My that last impression is just is just uh, Bilbo down like with the with the Goblin King, and I'm just like. Yeah, and the goblins weren't orcs. They were like weird cartoon uh, goblins, I, and uh, and the last thing is like they inserted the orc, the white orc, chasing them for like the last battle to like make that happen. And it's like as if as if there wasn't enough conflict in the constant danger they're in. Yeah. I, from beginning to end. Like I just don't know why it's like you're being hunted. It's like 
how, how did he know where they were? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, why would this orc know where they were and be able to track them and be able to... Why would he go through all this effort and then have a... Then he, like, leads a battle at the end. And in the book, it's like the battle at the end is... The orcs are like, from the mountains that we met before, are like, mm -hmm. guys, there's a lot of gold there. The dragon's dead. Let's go get it. Yeah. And so they, that's what, that's what begins the battle. And it makes sense. Things make sense in the book. It's as if, it's as if somebody created a, a, a piece of art with the intention that all the parts of the story led up to the conclusion. <laughs> it's almost like he did that. And then they took that and like, here's the slam dunk of a perfect hero's journey that's been copied a million times. And they're like, well, we don't need the source for everybody's ideas. Let's do something better. And, and no, it was bad. All right, you can find me at TBS Presta. <laughs> you can find me at dvspress.com, davidbstort.com. You can find me at matthewjwellman.com. And we'll see you guys next time. Later. <laughs>